healthcare today in the United States and in most of the Western world, I would say, is very, very specialized. Meaning that if you have a, a certain condition, especially when it's chronic, you will often be directed to see a specialist for that condition. And a lot of times those specialties are very siloed. They don't speak to one another. A lot of times they don't even communicate back to the primary care provider that referred them to the specialist in the first place. And so what we see is that our seniors with chronic conditions, what they really need is a generalist. My name is Brian Hayden, and this is Redesigning the End, a show about the choices we face at the end of our lives. So do you have a primary care doctor that you love? If you do, I'm jealous. Sometimes I daydream about finding a great primary care doctor. He takes my insurance. It's easy and casual to have an appointment. So I, you know, go in for little stuff. Over the years, he gets to know me, make sure I'm getting all the tests I need, just kind of like generally nudges me toward a healthier lifestyle. In reality, I don't even actually know my primary care doctor's name. Uh, they just keep like leaving the health system. So I basically have the equivalent of a court-appointed public defender that I've been assigned. And that's the name that I put on forms when I go see a specialist. You know, there's no real relationship there. What I'm learning is that my situation is pretty common. The Association of American Medical Colleges just put out a report that says that we'll have a shortfall of 55,000 primary care doctors in the U.S. by 2033. So this episode is about a company that's trying to close the shortfall of primary care doctors with software. So this is Lane Therrell. Lane is a family nurse practitioner and the clinical education director at MyNurse.ai. So the problem that we have in the United States in primary care, primary me medical care for seniors with multiple chronic conditions is that these patients need more help and support for their health than the providers can give them in the course of a regular office visit. Basically, what we do at MyNurse.ai is that we leverage biometric monitoring with artificial intelligence-powered patient education and coaching to help the patients build healthier habits and leverage positive lifestyle changes. And what we see is that they achieve improved health outcomes. The patients that are sending us blood pressure data, for example, in the remote patient monitoring, our patients are able to lower their blood pressure by at least 12 points on average. And that's just by paying attention to their blood pressure between office visits. That's not even factoring in either the patients that are successful with implementing lifestyle changes like reducing their sodium or exercising more and that kind of thing. And it also works for blood sugar, right? So our diabetic patients, we're seeing that half, at least half, a little bit more than half, actually 60% of our diabetic patients have been able to significantly reduce their blood glucose. And that's again, just by paying attention to their numbers a little bit more closely in that intervening period between office visits. So you know, there's so much more that we can do to add on you know, with the coaching and the patient education and getting them to change their habits. But even when they don't, just by paying attention to it and sending us the data, we see that they're able to make a change. I do think that one day we're going to look back and just be like shocked at how little data doctors and patients share during the course of a year. 
You know, we exchange like three data points and base our care on a rushed little visit. It's like one step up from a witch doctor. So let's listen to a couple stories about how what Lane's talking about really works. Sometimes the simplest solution is the best solution. And it can be as simple as just using the same words to mean the same things. You know, health is not something that we do to our patients. It is something that we do with our patients. And I think a lot of times healthcare providers at all levels forget that. We're so used to using our medical words that we don't really realize that even if we are speaking the same native language as the patient, that they still might not understand what we say. So one of the stories that stands out for me is I'll just never forget this one patient who did not understand that hypertension is the same thing as high blood pressure. And she knew that she had had high blood pressure for years. And that was why she was part of our program. And that's why she was talking to us. But when we were talking to her, we were using our medical word hypertension. And honestly, she thought she was being diagnosed with some other disease process that she was unaware of. And thank goodness she trusted us and, you know, had built a good relationship with us. And she was able to just ask, what is this hypertension thing? And we were able to, you know, really explain to her, oh, well, that's just your high blood pressure. And after that aha moment, you know, everything changed and she was able to have her anxiety alleviated about what was going on with her health that she didn't understand. And we were able to make sure that we were speaking from a common reference point. And it really was a wake up call to me as a provider when that happened to recognize that so many of our patients in these fast-paced office visits that need to be 15 minutes or less in order to, you know, meet the billing quotas at the clinic all day long, that a lot of times things just go right over the patient's head and nobody is stopping to slow down and really get to the nuts and bolts of, are we talking about the same thing here? Do we really truly understand each other about what needs to happen next for your health? Two things I want to point out. One is the quote, sometimes the simplest solution is the best solution. Absolutely. And the other, I love that artificial intelligence, this like super advanced technology, really all it's doing is it's parsing the variables, doing something that it's hard for the human brain to do, but it's leading us to this most basic of interventions, you know, stuff anybody can do. One of the stories is one of our patients with type 2 diabetes. So we noticed that her blood glucose was climbing higher and higher and higher. And there were actually two different things that we discovered about this patient. And one was medical and one was a little bit more lifestyle preference oriented. So the, the medical piece was that when we called to follow up with this patient whose blood sugar was just going up kind of out of control and doing it quickly, right? So we got concerned and, and we learned that her doctor had recently changed her medications for her diabetes and that when she went to the pharmacy to pick it up, the pharmacist told her that her insurance didn't cover it. So she just walked away without filling her prescription because her budget didn't allow for her to pay for that out of pocket. And so the patient did not realize that she could be an advocate for herself and, you know, call the doctor back and say, hey, hey, doc, you prescribed something to me that my insurance doesn't cover. Could I have something else? She just was going without medication. And because she was sending us data, we were able to follow up with her and find that out and, and make sure that she got in touch with her doctor 
we assisted her with that to help the doctor understand, hey, could we give her something else? (laughs) Then once she had something that she could afford, her blood pressure went back into control. So, and that was something that the doctor never would have known without our service. Now, how the AI helped us with the same patient over time was that, you know, after we got her medication under control and we knew that she was taking her medication as directed and and that she had something she could afford, we still noticed that her data was climbing and was still out of range and was still not in keeping with what that new medication regimen should have been able to provide for that patient. And so when we called to follow up with her, we found out that she was having a protein drink every afternoon as a snack and that she was putting ice cream and big handfuls of, of all kinds of fruit into her snack and that that was what was contributing to her blood sugar, sorry, being out of control. And when we were able to talk to her about, you know, hey, we understand you like to take an afternoon snack. What if we tried some different ingredients in that? What if we used, you know, ice cubes instead of ice cream to to make it cold and and make it like a wonderful shake that you want to drink? And what if we just put one handful of a low glycemic fruit into that instead of two or three handfuls of something that would have a little bit more sugar in it? Once she started changing her recipe for her snack, her blood sugar started going down into the right range that we would expect for her with her condition and taking the medication that she was taking. I'm having a lot of these conversations lately. And so here's an emerging thesis statement. All of our biggest problems in healthcare are the result of information not being in the right place at the right time. So our last episode was about advanced directives and why 70% of adults don't have them. So the result is that when they're lying unconscious in a hospital bed, the doctors and nurses don't have access to the information they need that's stuck in their brain. So this episode is about improving how we share information with our doctors. If we share a little bit of information with the doctors and they share a little bit more with us, then we're going to solve a whole bunch of these big problems that drive up costs and keep us from being healthy. Aging is a natural part of being human and it doesn't have to be unpleasant. And, it, and so, you know, it's up to us in this future that I'm envisioning that aging is a graceful, natural thing. And where our senior population can be as healthy and as joyful as possible throughout that process. And I do believe that that is possible uh, with this concept of added healthcare support in between office visits. And, you know, again, it's the technology one of which is AI and our digital tools that help us to accumulate that data that the AI can learn from in between their office visits. I want to thank Lane Therrell for sitting down with me and recording this episode. Thanks also to Pat Couples and Hotels and Highways for the original music that you heard. If you're listening, it means you're still alive. And so I think our job is to pay attention and to stay as present for as much of it as we can.